going on, guys? It's Seth back with another Defense Wins Fantasy, part of the Fantasy Hogs Podcast Network. And we're here to finish up the review of the predictions from the 2022 season. I've got the AFC tonight. We're going to dive right in because we've got a lot of players to talk about. We're going to focus on the breakouts and the busts. We did have players to watch, but because they're not really being calculated into the yes or no hits, we're going to bypass those. We'll be talking more about these players as the offseason goes. So we're going to get right into it with the AFC East. And with the Patriots, I had Juwan Bentley, linebacker, as my breakout player. Now, the Patriots linebacker, he was good but not spectacular this year. He came in as a linebacker three on the season. It wasn't the jump I was expecting him to make, but he did you know, he did go from maybe a bi-week fill-in to a starter in a three-linebacker league. The tough part is I feel like this might be his ceiling. This might be as high as he gets. We've had so many great linebackers out of the Patriots system Recently, we haven't been able to really count on them as nearly as much as we did before. So maybe, maybe Bentley, this is where he's at. Maybe they decide to go ahead and move on with somebody else's linebacker. I know there was a lot of talk about them drafting Devin Lloyd last offseason, and that never came to fruition, which is why I felt strongly in Bentley. But he didn't do anything, in my opinion, to maintain that role. He didn't do anything to lose it, but it was nothing spectacular. But that being said, he did have a breakout to a sense because he is now a startable linebacker in three linebacker leagues, which is typically what people are playing. Just not where I thought he would get. I thought maybe LB2, you know, very late LB1 if he had some of the bigger plays. But still a respectable year by Jawan Bentley for the Patriots. Now, my bus player was Jabril Peppers, and this was a simple situation. He got into a very, very deep safety room. He didn't get the opportunity to put his stamp of approval on the league, and he's kind of been completely underwhelming since joining the league. Thought he was going to be something spectacular, and it's just really never came to fruition. Now, I am surprised by his lack of points, even to this level. He ended up as safety 98 on the season. Woof. Ugh. So, yeah, that's a, that's a bust. We're, we're right on track with that. Moving on to the Bills, Gregory Rousseau was my breakout player. He had a pretty solid rookie year, had four sacks, kind of showed some flashes, Said this is going to be a guy that ends up being somebody that you can start, feel good about, maybe a little bit inconsistent, but he's going to have the opportunity to really put it into practice. And he finished with eight sacks, 37 total tackles this season. I would have loved him to have more tackles, but it's a really strong showing out of Grusso. Ended as a DN2 on the season, doubled his sack numbers from last year. Everything's moving in the right direction. Now, my bus player was Vaughn Miller, you know, the ageless wonder. Now, he was playing fairly well, but then he went down for the season. You know, and then give, you know, give him a pass on the bus name. But due to his age, this could be a real struggle for him to get back to his former glory. And we'll see if even the Buffalo decides to maintain him. I think they need him, 
down the stretch, you could really tell that they needed more of a pass rush. And if he's still got something left in the tank, he might just become a pass rush specialist, only playing a few downs, not necessarily being fantasy relevant, but he will be NFL relevant at that point in time. Moving on to the Miami Dolphins, my breakout player was Javon Hall in safety. Dude went from 69 tackles to 96 tackles. His overall game improved. I will say that when Brandon Jones went down for the season, I think it hurt him. Some safeties having another safety go down would help them. But because of what happened with with him, it seemed as though he was, one, trying to do too much, two, being put out of his comfort zone to try to make up for some of what Brandon Jones was able to do on the field. But he did end up as safety 14 on the season, so that's a big hit as far as a breakout player. Guy that you could start every week, feel pretty good about it. I'd like to see some more consistency out of him going into next year, but you can't be upset with a safety 14 season. Next on my list for busts was Christian Wilkins. Dude was a tackling machine this year. Top 5D tackle and most scoring types. He just dominated the line of scrimmage and surpassed the tackle number from last year that I thought was impossible to overcome. So this was 100% a miss on the bust. This guy didn't even need the sacks to get up the rankings as D tackles or even D ends because of the tackle numbers. He was just so consistent. You felt great having him on your roster in your lineup week in and week out. Moving on to the Jets, my breakout player was C.J. Mosley. Guy's a baller. He's in the breakout category because of his age. People just didn't trust him, falling off, this, that, and the other. He ended up being linebacker eight on the season. Older dude that just keeps dominating. There is a concern that at some point they might decide to move on from his contract, but... I think they're still in the championship window, the Jets could be, if they just get a quarterback. And they're going to need somebody like C.J. Mosley to run that defense. And I think that he he will be back, and he will be, again, quite consistent, barring injuries. Bust player was Jordan Whitehead, safety. Now, Whitehead finished the season as safety 37. He dropped off from last year in a point-per-game perspective, coming over to the Jets. And in three less games than he played last year, or sorry, last year he played in three less games than he did this year, but he had more tackles. That's not good if you're hoping that he's going to take that next step forward on a new team. Bust is what happened. He just, he's going to have to figure something out. I feel like there's still some opportunity going into the future, but I'd be nervous. Moving on to the AFC South, Julian Blackman was my breakout player for the Colts of safety. This one was a swing and a miss. Not going to lie, I you know this position has value, but figuring out who it's going to be has been tough. More overall points than last year that Julian Blackman had, but that's not, you know, he wasn't even a full-time starter. But it's a bust considering what I felt about him, and, you know, I was just wrong on this prediction. The bust player that I did have for the Colts was Yannick Ndokwe. Now, he had nine and a half sacks, which you sound like, well, that's pretty good. 
But Yannick still fell from a DN2 to a DN3 on the season. And he was very hit or miss at that. The points came in bunches and then followed by disappointment, which is the worst. He'll have a great game, and then you'll be like, I can trust him again, and then you just get punished. That, that is the epitome of not good. Okay, so even though nine and a half sacks sounds like a really strong outing, it's still a bust player. That takes us to the Tennessee Titans. My breakout player was Zach Cunningham. Came over late last uh, year from the Texans to the Titans. Looked pretty solid. He was injured in a week three contest. He came back for three more games but was subpar. You know, I missed this pick. The opportunity was there, but Zach did not capture it. Could see him being off this team going into next year and them trying to find it somewhere else. Danico Autry, on the other hand, had eight sacks this season and only 12 games played. He was good when playing, but it's one of those things It's a bit of a wash as far as is it a bust, is it not? I mean, he only played 12 games, so that kind of hurts, but is it just because of injuries? Well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to count this as a wash due to Derek Stingley's play, which is on the Texans, which is our next team. Derek Stingley Jr., was playing very well before injury, and sadly, he was my breakout player, by the way, and sadly, this was a concern coming out of the NFL. He finished just uh, a half point per game behind Sauce Gardner this year, but he didn't play nearly as many games. So we're going to call it a wash, because he was worth starting when healthy, and we'll call the bust of Danico Autry a wash, because he was worth starting when he was healthy. Neither of them are counting in the rankings. Injury plays a part in all this stuff. But my breakout player, or sorry, my bust player for the Texans, Camus Grugier Hill, finished his team on a different team as a backup. You hate to see it. I mean, it's just the NFL's a business. But he demanded his release. He got it. He went to a team, was a backup. We'll see where his career goes from now. But as far as fantasy value, he might just end up being a career backup going forward. Final team. Of the AFC South is the Jaguars, and my breakout player was Devin Lloyd. This is what I said six weeks into the season. Bonafide stud, on pace for 150 tackles, has two picks already, a half sack, and six passes defended. Be a top linebacker for years to come. Should be considered for defensive of the defensive rookie of the year front runner. Then the second half of the season happened. Finished with 115 tackles after being on pace for 150. He did get another interception, so three picks for a linebacker is pretty impressive. Didn't get any more sacks, stuck with a half sack for the whole year. And he went from averaging 18 points a game in September and October to 11 points a game in November and December. To me, this is worrisome. This is more than just hitting a rookie wall. If you think it's just hitting a rookie wall and he hit it that hard... I'm concerned. I was hoping to hear something after the season that maybe, you know, he was a little banged up on a on a leg or something like that. But it's something to monitor. You go from that impressive at the beginning of the season to that rough at the end of the season, something had to happen. Maybe it was just the rookie wall. I don't know. But Devin went from being an absolute, yes, this is a breakout player, to maybe. I put him as a no. 
because he ended up ending as a linebacker 2-3. But when you have what you had at the beginning of the season, you weren't happy by the end of the season with Devin Lloyd. Weren't happy at all. So to me, I put that as a, a miss. You know, maybe half a miss because the first half of the season was great. But still. My bust player was Trayvon Walker. He ended as a defensive end four level, which is what I kind of expected. Long-term, very excited for what I saw. I think that he is going to be a great player in this league, but he is a bust considering that you, could near, you couldn't hardly play him at all this year. And with that being said, people, you know, first overall pick, still people get excited about that. He was overdrafted considering what he gave you in value this year. If you had him in a dynasty league, you you probably never started him, or if you did, it was after he had a big game, and then you were disappointed at that point in time. Long term, I think will be great. Short term, not helping your team this past year, which was what we expected. The AFC North is the next one we're going to cover. We're going to start with the Ravens. Kyle Hamilton was my breakout player. Well, this guy's considered a bust. I mean, he just did not perform this year. But, if you are a dynasty owner, there is some hope. He got much more playing time at the end of the year. He went from averaging six points in October, in September and October, to averaging 13 points per game in November and December. This year was bad. I'm not going to, you know, we're not sugarcoating this at all. And it was even worse because you had the likes of other fellow rookies, Brisker and Petrie, just blowing the doors off of the safety room. Petrie's finishing number one in all safety scoring. But once again, there is hope. This was a miss on a breakout pick, but if you have him in a dynasty league and you're wondering what happened, just assuming that the Ravens' secondary Play calling is very difficult, and they worked him in slower. I expect Kyle Hamilton to be good. I don't know if he'll ever get to the Brisker and Petrie level because of how they just came onto the field, but time will tell. Do not panic. Now my pat my uh, bust pick was Patrick Queen. Now Queen finished his linebacker 14, even with the trading of Roquan Smith midseason. Facts matters is Queen had a very good season, career high in sacks with five over 100 tackles this year as well. I'm concerned about him long term with how Roquan just got that bag. I don't know if Queen will be the be in Baltimore long term, but he played well considering everything, even you know in spite of everything really this year. And I was wrong. So with the with the Ravens, I went 0 for two this season. Didn't get Kyle Hamilton breakout right. Didn't get Patrick Queen bust right. Flip those around. I feel a little better, but that's not how it how it's done. So let's move on to another team that I feel a little bit better about. And that is the Cincinnati Bengals. My breakout player was Logan Wilson, linebacker. Ended as a linebacker two on the season. He had improvement from last year. Bumped the tackles, bumped the sack numbers. He did regress on the interceptions because he had four the year before. He's a solid player that has the ability to be a top 12 guy. He only missed being a top 12 guy by 30 points, and he missed a game this season. Logan Wilson is consistently getting better and better and better. 
He's getting a little bit more consistent in the points, which is always a benefit when you're looking at linebackers. But he has that ability to get sacks. He has that ability to get interceptions. So the big play is there going forward. Still a breakout because he did finish as a very, very startable asset compared to where he was the previous year. And I expect him to continue to grow into this role as he's still very young in the linebacker realm. My bust player, Eli Apple. He's nowhere near being a player that's being rostered. He's uh, not getting anywhere near the playing time he needs to be that great. None of this is a surprise, but it's a bust for sure. The reason I picked him even as a player to talk about was he did have a fairly solid year last year because he was so bad they threw to him all the time, and so he got tackles. But, he barely he lost playing time this year. He just just not good. Just not good. Not even worth rostering. We'll see if he's actually on their roster going forward with the couple of rookies that they drafted. I expect those guys to take a step forward on this offseason and Eli Apple might be working looking for work. That takes us to the Cleveland Browns with Jeremiah Rusakoromoa, JOK. This guy was headed for a breakout season to an extent. He was injured a lot this season. It wasn't like just, up. Oh, he's out for the year. No, it was little hurt here, little hurt there, missed a the game here, went out of this game. Really just was aggravating for you as a fantasy owner. You know, obviously injuries suck, but just the not knowing if he was going to play or not, and then he plays and then doesn't really play that much, it, it just gets old after a while. Now, he did increase his points per game by over by two points overall. You know, we'll call it a wash for the season because he was capable of starting when he started, but it was very, very lack of it sometimes. So just go ahead and call that one what it is, and we'll just say we'll see where that ends up next year. The bust player is Jadavian Clowney. Two sacks all season. Just not a good season for Clowney. Might be completely out of the league next year. You know, had injuries, that, that kind of happens. But he played 12 games and he only had two sacks. And in the first six games of the season, he had a sack and a half. So even after that, it just got worse and worse for this guy. Now the one benefit is if he decides to come back, Jim Swartz knows how to get some DN, some tackles and sacks. So I'd be very intrigued to see if he does come back. Because you might be able to get him on the cheap and him be a spot starter for you. Probably get him off the waiver wire. I don't think anybody's probably keeping Clowney on their team at this point. So, yes, a bust. Final team of the AFC North is the Steelers. My breakout player was Alex Highsmith. Dude exploded this season with 14 and a half sacks. And honestly, he did some of his best work with T.J. Watt across from him. Highsmith's coming into his own. The one worry I have is that the Steelers might not pay him. They might not have the same prowess on a different team in a different scheme. The breakout was a massive hit, but it might be time to move him while the price is as high as it probably will ever be on Alex. My bust player, Cam Hayward. Now listen, I said from the beginning he would still be good. He just would not be legendary. 
Hayward had 10.5 sacks this year and 74 tackles, but that's still underperformed from last year's numbers. He's high up on the list, but he had a four-point-per-game drop, and that's very much worth noting. Significant drop-off from his performance last year to this year. Now, the rest of the league kind of had a drop-off as well. So he still is up there, but all intents and purposes, you're losing four points a game. You're not happy about that. So now we're going to move on to the AFC West, the final division of tonight. We're going to start with the Broncos. My breakout player, Patrick Sertan Jr. This is a classic case of he's got too good too soon. As a cornerback, you get to the point where nobody wants to throw your way. Patrick Sertan got that way early. It didn't help that the Broncos were just absolutely god-awful on offense, so halfway through the game, the other team could just run it and just punt it and just be fine with it. They weren't playing you know, behind, and so they had to force the ball over to Patrick's side of the field. It just wasn't that that situation. So this was a miss. I expected a breakout. This kind of be in the final year of you feeling good about playing him. And uh, it happened a year early. We'll see Patrick Sertan as a valuable asset when he gets about 30 years old as a corner. So until then, we probably won't be talking about him. My bust player for the AFC West is Randy Gregory. Played four games, got injured. He was okay, but not worth the hype. Money they got to sign him for wasn't a, a guy that gets sacks even when he was in Denver that much. So, or sorry, uh, when he was in Dallas that much. Yeah, just uh, shouldn't be on your team. Plain and simple. Moving on to the Chargers, Nasir Adelaide was my breakout player, and unfortunately, the tackles have not been there for Adelaide, and um, that's been an issue. It's not good enough to be rostered at this point, unfortunately. They just chips didn't fall in that position. I didn't I expected maybe a little bit more, but yeah, that's a miss. That's a miss on that uh breakout pick. Moving on to my bus pick, Kenneth Murray. He's better than last year. Yeah, I guess technically, but he like Got injured and then stayed injured and then just stood on the sideline and then, like, maybe played a snap. It was not good. All in all, he was a bust. He's just unrosterable. Any hope that you had that he might bounce back didn't happen. He's still a bust. Moving on to the Chiefs. My breakout pick, Nick Bolton. Honestly, I'm even a little bit surprised on how well he played. And it is a uh, top, top-tier linebacker. In fact, let me pull it up really quick just to verify what position he ended in. I think it was two or three. Three, right behind Oloken and Roquan Smith. Just an absolute stud that they have there for the Chiefs. And they've got to feel good about that defense. It's gotten better and better over the past few years taking some of the pressure off Mahomes. But, yeah, he he had an absolutely stellar year. 108 tackles, solo, 72 assisted for a grand total of a buck 80. 
with two sacks and two interceptions. He's got some big playability in there as well. Absolute breakout player, obviously. Now moving to the bus player, I had Frank Clark. He had his moments at times this year, but extremely inconsistent. He was better than last year, but still not relevant. He is falling off at this point in his career, and that's kind of all I have to say about it. Not worth, not worth your time. The final team tonight, we're going to talk about the bus first, just to mix it up. Stealing Farrell, obviously. Fourth overall draft pick, worthless, barely plays, all-around bust, fantasy bust, draft bust, career at this point bust. And the Raiders declined his fifth-year option, so they also am just like, they're kind of done with him too. Now my breakout player. Same draft, same position, way better player. Max X Crosby. DN1 on the season. I preached about it, and he did it. Moonshot out of the park on this breakout pick. Because, honestly, everybody's like, well, yeah, I mean, he's really, really good. He wasn't that great in fantasy in previous seasons. He wasn't a guy that you were like, I have to get him on my team. He is a guy that is just going to dominate. No. He was DN13 last year, averaging 13 points a game. That's a far cry from being DN1, dominating everybody and averaging over almost 21 points a game. Obviously, scoring can change a little bit. Ours is a little bit higher for defensive players. But seven points per game difference from last year to this year. Absolutely phenomenal year for Max Crosby. So what's all that mean? Let's Let's just look back on... All of these picks. 69% hit rate on breakouts and busts. That's what I had this year. Now, I don't know about you, but I'd be listening to me when it comes to defensive players. Why? Because I'm a firm believer that defense wins fantasy. And we're going to be talking about it all offseason. Rookies are incoming. We're going to start talking about free agency when that hits, what it means for some of these players, what it means for your team, where you might be able to get some steals on some just throw-in players that end up helping bring you a championship. All right? So stay tuned off offseason. We're not going anywhere. We're here for you because dynasty leagues are year-round. They never stop. And we don't either. So, reminder that defense wins fantasy. And we'll see you guys next week.